Hello and welcome to the MetaPropCast, the podcast of innovation in real estate technology. I'm your host, Phil Russo. The MetaPropCast can be heard on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, and Google Play, and is a production of MetaProp NYC. Hello and welcome to the MetaPropCast, the podcast of innovation in real estate technology. I'm your host, Phil Russo. This is a production of MetaProp NYC. We're very pleased today, Tuesday, March 7th, 2017, to have as our guest Anurag Srivastava, CEO of Space Matrix Group and founding partner, managing director of Jungle Ventures, a venture capital group. Anurag, welcome. Thank you, Phil. Thank you for having us over. A pleasure. I understand we're doing really a long-distance interview today. Where are you? Over in Singapore, so a little far away. Well, you have better weather, I guarantee, than here. <laughs> Depends. Tell us, what is Space Matrix Group? What is Jungle Ventures? And how did you come to the prop tech world and integrate the many businesses you've created and are involved in? Yeah, so, you know, my background is I am a technology person and my wife is an architect. So I guess uh, we have our own worlds. And, uh, you know, in 2006, uh, we got together. She founded Space Matrix, which is a workplace uh, office design, design and build firm, 2001. And she was running it for five years, and I was working for tech companies. Uh, you know, she's a designer by background. I'm a business person by background. So in 2006, we got together to see how we can transform Space Matrix from a boutique office design firm and in Southeast Asia to potentially a larger uh, design group. Uh, and we expanded Space Matrix across Asia it's now the second largest office interior company in Asia. It's among the top 10 in the world. Uh, we have several hundred people working across uh, you know, more than 12 offices in Asia. Uh, we then expanded together into acquiring several businesses. So we bought two building design companies, one in India, one in Vietnam. These are two markets which are infrastructurally developing very aggressively. We wanted to expand into hospitality. So we bought a company called Blink. Uh, in Bangkok, uh, which is run by uh, uh, a person called Clint, a very talented designer, but he wanted to be part of our group so that we can scale that company. Uh, that company has significantly grown over the last four years. We're doing hotels all over the world. And then, you know, we kind of looked at some technology ideas emerging out of design and, and real estate, and then we built a few companies in that space. While all this was going on, I was... Um, also investing in technology companies outside of real estate and also built a couple of businesses in the animation space and software space. And that led me to then go and create Jungle Ventures along with my co-founder, Amit. Um, and Jungle Ventures is a venture capital fund based out of uh, Singapore. We invest in sort of Southeast Asia, India-based uh, firms, uh, globally disruptive ideas, technology-enabled solutions, 
so there is a an overlap of of you know technology companies uh, and design companies where the two companies would overlap at times but really that's the world of uh, the space matrix group and uh, general ventures so i think it's fair to say that unlike many people who have entered the prop tech world as entrepreneurs you came to it in a sort of omnidirectional way um what do you see um, as far as your role in the purely prop tech entrepreneurial world? Do you see yourself as just um, someone who that's part of your portfolio or do you want to be a leader through, say, Space Metrics group of that world? So I think as far as Space Metrics is concerned for its uh, brick and mortar um, business uh, we certainly are want to be a global um, leader among the top few companies, both in the workplace strategy and workplace design, as well as in the hospitality uh, design space. Uh, and that journey continues. We have CEOs who are now running these businesses. Um, they are funded and they are all scaling their companies globally. So that continues. I think where the my role is is identifying areas within the design and associated space uh, where technology can create new business models and one example of that is a company that uh, you know my wife uh, my brother who was working at google and running the google e-commerce business on a worldwide basis and myself sat down and we came up with the idea that in, especially in this part of the world, people have tremendous problem uh, getting their home designs done. When they buy an apartment, they find it incredibly hard to get a designer, to get the right products at the right pricing and something that can give them a beautiful home after they spend you know, a, a lot of money uh, and buy and it's a dream to have a beautiful home. And we created a company called LiveSpace. And uh, you know now it's a Series B funded company and it's an it's an idea where we have brought in uh, crowdsourcing from a products perspective, designers uh, using the whole design technology, virtual reality, and all the experience of what a home design or a good home design should be through a tech platform. Uh, and that's something uh, is an example of where we've been looking and saying where is there a problem to be solved, and then brought in technology, and then eventually um, you know it's a venture capital back company and you know jungle ventures obviously invested in because it's uh, it's a business that fell in line with what jungle would like to invest in speaking of jungle ventures what is in general your investment philosophy so in jungle ventures we have two main vehicles where we invest now we have uh, a vehicle we call it seed plus uh, and we are extending that into also specific investments in iot space uh, and we are calling it IoT Plus. And there we are largely looking for investing in globally disruptive ideas. So at the end of the day, you're looking at an entrepreneur with, you know, with some lights in his eyes and, and, and potential of, of somebody who can build a company. But we're also looking at what's the problem that they are trying to solve. Uh, at least a Southeast Asia, uh, Asia Pacific level problem but generally we're looking at problems which are more globally disruptive 
Uh, on the jungle venture side, uh, we are doing Series A, Series B investments. Um, so we're obviously uh, looking at market-leading uh, potential companies, category leaders. We have a lot of investment in fintech space. We believe that's an area where uh, there is a lot of innovation that will happen. In the enterprise B2B SaaS space, uh, we've done a fair number of investment. That's uh, another area that we like. We believe the horizontal e-commerce space has been taken with the big boys like Amazons and Alibaba's, but the vertical e-commerce space is also something which is very interesting. So live space that I told you is an example of vertical e-commerce um, for home interiors where you're going very, very deep. Uh, we have another investment in a company called Pomelo, which is a vertical e-commerce firm uh, focusing on uh, fast fashion for women. So these are some categories, uh, which is where our investment philosophy lies. So, uh, you know, we're ultimately very entrepreneur focused um, and, and we're not focused on one country. Uh, we like to see businesses which pan across the larger Asia Pacific slash global region. Um, but we also believe a lot of uh, enterprise B2B SaaS companies will get created out, out of Asia, which will go global. More specifically, what does the prop tech startup scene look like in Asia? You have a particular geographic uh, insight that those of us here in the West uh, don't have as every day a touch on. What are you seeing in startups? I think it's early um, and we certainly want to be a leader in that, uh, both from Jungle Ventures perspective, where we have interest in this space uh, maybe someday we would want to do a dedicated fund which is focused uh, in that area. We don't know if there is enough deal flow yet. Uh, a lot of real estate uh, owners have set up their own funds, uh, capital land, which is uh, a big Singapore uh, real estate uh, group has set up a fund of their own and they have support from the government. Uh, Surbana, uh, which is uh, stands for Singapore Urbanizing Asia, which is uh, a large uh, master planning architecture firm out of Singapore, has allocated a bunch of uh, capital. In fact, recently they, together with uh, with Temasek, invested in uh, a company called Flux, which I'm sure you're familiar with in in the US. Uh, so they are not only looking at what is out here, but they're investing in companies <clears throat> in the U.S., uh, the Great Eagle Group out of Hong Kong invested in Nue House, which you're familiar with. So there is a larger interest in this part of the world in that area to see what's out there. A lot of investment has gone in WeWork lookalikes, I would say, in, in Asia. I'm not sure what's the future of that. We've stayed away from that, at least as Jungle Ventures, uh, for, for now, whether it's a real estate play or a tech play. But I think to, to uh, uh, on the other hand, you know, we do see uh, the the usual uh, property portals, and that is sort of already going through its third generation of evolution. And the companies that are funded maybe ten years ago, and 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 there are newer startups coming in that space. So that continues to be an area where a significant amount of capital and startups are coming in. Uh, IoT is a space which is very intriguing, given that. Uh, a lot of development of cities is happening here and they would fundamentally be built as smart cities. Singapore obviously is a uh, you know sort of example of, of a smart city 
where uh, in the on the building management side on the building information side we see a lot of startups in the virtual reality space again focused on the architectural interior space because that's another area where we see uh, a lot of potential uh, from our perspective we are right now looking very uh, uh, aggressively into design and product procurement spaces so we believe that the uh, supply of the building products and the interior products is very very fragmented and most of the supplies of the world go from this part of the world vietnam is a very big supplier of uh, products so we are looking at how you use technology to aggregate uh, that space uh, we are there are a lot of designers which are uh, women which work from home and that's another area where we're looking at how do you give these people simple tools so they can uh, come on to tech platforms and they can design we're also looking at spaces like budget hotels which we believe will be the future in asia how can you actually write down all the rules that go into budget hotels and be able to design these hotels including the products and interiors using technology rather than the conventional way so these are some of the areas that we are looking at um, but that's a sort of broader view of what's happening in uh, in real tech we are speaking with Anurag Srivastava, CEO of Space Matrix Group and founder managing director of Jungle Ventures. He's in Singapore and you can hear him everywhere on the MetaPropCast. Um, Anurag, you've given us a wonderful survey there over the last few minutes of what's going on in the startup and prop tech scene in Asia. Is there a competition, in a sense, between Asia, the EU, and U.S. as to who will advance further, or is it just something that's happening organically? Well, I think uh, there is a market opportunity that I would see here, which is probably different in nature than what's in that part of the world. Uh, and what I mean by that is that you're not going to create 100 new cities in Europe or in US, but we will create that in India. There are 70 million homeless people in India. And the government has made a mandate that by 2020, uh, they want everybody to have a home. And I think you need prop tech for that. It cannot be done without using technologies like 3D printing um, and you know using new building solutions and uh, all the other things that are associated with that. Um, there are very interesting models emerging in this part of the world. For example, uh, there's a company in India called Oyo Rooms, and what they do is they aggregate all the unutilized inventory in the hotels. Um, and this is mom and pop shops who don't have access to uh, online uh, travel agents. These guys aggregate all that leftover inventory proactively and then they build the community and then they market that. Um, so there are business models and ideas like that which would be very unique to Asia. And again, because of infrastructural development, Myanmar, Cambodia, Vietnam, Bangladesh, there would be uh, a lot of opportunity for prop tech in its various forms to come in into sort of green uh, development projects, whereas there would be a lot of brown development on the other part of the world. So I think a lot of 
U.S. technologies. I don't think Asia would ever be able to do what U.S. and other parts of the world are doing in, in 3D printing, for example. But virtual reality is an area where you could see a lot of startups from this part of the world, which are going to U.S., and I've already seen a few uh, emerging. The design-rated uh, solutions that I talked about. So if we control very large amount of the furniture and uh, uh, you know furnishing products that go into designing something, then you could see a company like LiveSpace in U.S. basically designing and furnishing homes. So I think it would depend on certain areas, uh, markets here, certain technologies will be developed here, uh, products are in this part of the world, so a lot of that will go towards the U.S. But then you also see models like WeWork um, coming into this part of the world because U.S. firms have to build a global community. So I think it's be very interesting fusion in this space um, and and... And it's the same thing. And it'd be interesting to see whether the earlier trend in, in the non-tech trend or the U.S. design firms and architecture firms came into Asia. Uh, and and there were very, very few Asian firms that went into the U.S. Um, I think that in the tech space, it'll probably be a little bit more balanced. Well, those are some stunning statistics that you've given and, and goals. Uh, it clearly demonstrates the vast need and opportunity that exists uh, in Asia alone, let alone in the rest of the world. What is your goal personally in interacting with real estate technology as we go forward now? I think that uh, I run a foundation called Billion Bricks, um, and and Billion Bricks was actually created um, by an inspiration when on one hand you looked at uh, buildings like Burj Khalifa where people have their third or fourth home and then going down to the slums of India and seeing people on the streets and and not having a basic shelter on their on their over their heads and then you have 50,000 people in Hyderabad or Delhi that die during winters so we tried to use uh, a lot of our infrastructure in uh, the real estate space, technology space, uh, our ability to fund uh, and fundraise and uh, created billion bricks with the vision that uh, we would end uh, the problem of homelessness. So one of obviously my motivation is how can I bring in all my real estate and design and, and, and my technology world into this uh, big problem of solving um, the the issue of homeless, uh, especially around uh, Asia, and 70% of homeless are in India, where I come from. So I would say that's a very large goal and motivation for me to go after. Outside of that, I think that you know the real estate and 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 the related space around design and technologies around design has been the uh, the worst. Uh, company, I think it's regressed uh, over the years in areas of productivity and technological advancement, and 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 it has so much to catch up. And I think that that creates an opportunity for many global businesses to get created. So I feel fairly motivated because I look at how far they are. I mean, people are still using AutoCAD software, and that was used 
forever before. I mean, nothing has evolved after building information modeling. And, and I think that if you compare the same thing in any other area, whether it's fintech uh, or travel tech, they are so far ahead. And that in itself uh, creates uh, opportunity. So hopefully we can build uh, some really large businesses um, given that, that uh, you know, there's pressure for this industry to evolve. Well, that leads me to my last question, which we like to ask on the MetaPropCast. Um, and before I do that, I don't want to forget where, if someone wants to make a contribution, should they go for your foundation? Yeah, so it's billionbricks.org uh, where you can go. Um, recently, we had run a campaign. While we are trying to sort out the larger solution of building permanent solutions and also looking at how technology will solve this problem, we have created a product called Weatherhide. And it's a very unique product. It basically has a skin that can be flipped uh, backwards and forwards, and it basically either reflects the heat or absorbs the heat and helps during winters and summers to uh, make it a little bit more comfortable for a family to be. Um, and we ran a Kickstarter campaign recently to run a pilot project during this winter in India in one city to see if we can save the lives of thousands of people. And if that pilot is successful, then we would scale it. So we have a lot of global support on that. Um, but yeah, that's the, the website you can go and, 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 and we really appreciate any help that we can get. That's really, really an important goal. Uh, I hope that we can contribute in many ways to uh, helping alleviate some of these just enormous mind-boggling challenges of humanity. On a lighter note, to conclude our chat today, um, we like to ask people for their predictions. What predictions, if any, do you have for 2017 in the world of property technology? Well, I think that's an interesting question um, and, and something that I haven't thought of. But I think where we are today, um, we think that the in the design technology space, um, the when we analyzed, uh, for example, meeting rooms in an office, and we looked at the data of probably last 15 years of work that we've done, we could map um, no more than 18 types of meeting rooms that one creates. But when we look at the actual design process all over the world, every meeting room is designed. Uh, every time there's a meeting room, whether it's an office, it's a hotel, it's a mall or whatever it is. But fundamentally, there's only 18 types of rooms. And when you start extending that into a number of types of hotel rooms, um, number of types of, you know, x-ray rooms, that the real estate spaces have been fairly well defined. And one of my prediction is that uh, rules-based design is going to take over um, from this current conventional process of uh, you know, having to sort of design everything from scratch. So um, I know that there are a few startups already sort of popping up in that space. But essentially, if we took all the knowledge that we already have in the heads of our designers and all the work that's been done, and we can program this into a rules-based engine, uh, one could cut down the time it takes to do a hotel or a hospital or an office 
um, by as much as 80-85%. And with virtual reality kicking in, you could visualize this um, very quickly. So I think rules-based plus the VR combination is going to disrupt the future of how we design spaces. Uh, and, and I see that uh, happening in this year uh, itself in at least uh, several formats of, of spaces we, we, we create. Anurag Srivastava, thank you for joining us today on the MetaPropCast. It's been great. We hope we can speak to you more in the future and that the next time you're in New York, you will come and chat with us in the uh, middle of Retech Row on 21st Street in Manhattan, where we're located. Thank you. Thank you. It'll be my pleasure. You have been listening to the MetaPropCast, the podcast of innovation in real estate technology produced by MetaProp NYC. I'm your host, Phil Russo. Thank you and hope to have you with us next time.